0: Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. But, folks, let me tell you something, something about balance and and so, not that I'm going to get up there and try to walk a tightrope or anything, but I will be up there in just a minute. I appreciate Keith getting up there about halfway and doing his thing and all. And there's some about balance, and, and and a lot of times, what we're trying to do is we're trying to be we're trying to be this or that. Are you trying to be a mom and a, and a, and also have a career. You're trying to be a dad and have a career. You try all these different avenues that you're trying to balance. And then there's the then there's the balance diet. And I've, always, I've told you guys in here before, I believe a balanced diet is, is having a Krispy Kreme donut in each hand. Amen. That's what I, that's what I believe a balanced diet is. But, but here, here's the thing, folks. There are some things, there's some things you're not meant to balance. You're meant to pick sides. See, see, God, there's an awful lot. See, God's not much of a, of a neutral God god doesn't god doesn't uh ask you to be neutral and just decide i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pick a side this over here doesn't matter that issue doesn't matter we're not gonna say this and we're not gonna believe that god actually says either you're gonna pick the devil or you're gonna pick me he says you gotta pick a side you gotta decide and here's the thing just the other day I, i preached it's been years ago but i preached a sermon called get out of the street but the other day the other day i was uh I was driving down the road and there was a squirrel in the road. And y'all have seen it. You've, you've done this. You've driven down the road and you've seen this happen. You've seen the, you've seen the squirrels that get out there. But here's the thing about that squirrel. It drives me crazy. I'm like, either pick the left or the right, but he's doing this right here. And it's like, I know I'm going to hit him. You know you are. There's no choice. Cause no matter what, he's going to wait until the last second or she's going to wait till the last second. And then she's going to scoot and you're going to hear. Fum-fum. And, and, and here's the thing. I didn't want to hit this squirrel. I wasn't in the mood to kill it. I, you know, I, I called up Justin Morphis, Justin, you want this squirrel to eat? But, but here's the thing. I, I was coming toward the squirrel, and the squirrel couldn't figure it out. There's, there's grass on this side, and there's grass on this side. Why don't you get out of the street? He's just looking around. Folks, let me tell you something. There are plenty of human beings doing the same thing. Plenty of human beings, either hot or cold, and we go to those verses in Revelation where it says, hey, if you're lukewarm, you know, I'll spit you out, all that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'm going to tell you something. God says at some point, at some point for every person, they've got to decide whether or not they're going to follow him or they're going to follow the world. Here's, here's the thing, I remember back, uh, my, my grandmother and, gra- and my papa, when I go over to their house, it's so funny, you go from the projects to the country, and out in the country, man, they had this big old stereo, it was as big as, it, honestly, it was as big as this remembrance table, and you fold that thing up, and it had a record player on it, and it had a stereo in it, and they'd listen to country music. That was this song by Aaron Tippin. he said, you got to stand for something, or you'll fall for anything got to be your own man, not a puppet on a string. At some point, never compromise what's right and uphold your family name. you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. And God says you're going to stand for something. You've got to decide who you're going to serve. I mean, if an, elephant, if an elephant decides to step on the tail of a dog, it doesn't do that dog any good for you to be neutral. It doesn't do that dog any good for you to be neutral. You've got to decide at some point which side you're going to stand on. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Folks, we had three different verses. I know this ends up a topical sermon more than exegetical, but I'm going to tell you something, folks. There are three stories here, but they're all saying the same thing. Three stories. They're all saying the same thing. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. It said, no man can serve two masters, Folks, listen to me, the problem problem with depression, anxiety, the pains in life, the problems with the the sorrow and the crying and all of this is happening in the world and all of our fear that's happening in the world, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Joshua chapter 24, you're all familiar with these. Joshua's standing, Joshua's about to die. He's on his deathbed basically and he looks out at all the people as we do now. He said, if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 21. And Elijah came unto all the people. The prophets of Baal are in front of him. And some of them were Hebrew. Some of them may have at one time believed on Jesus, on God, on Yahweh. But this is what he said. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. And you may be seated folks here's the thing God's not all about God's not all about balance God wants God wants you to be fully devoted to him and he decides at some point you say, well Ryan I'm going through this or I'm going through that." Friend if you are a believer and you're trying to walk a tight Rope, and you're trying to walk a certain line, saying, "Oh, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow the world some of the time, and I'm gonna follow, I'm gonna follow God some of the time." And you keep stepping back and forth. You keep trying to do those things. Let me tell you something. It's going to drive you crazy. We wonder why there's so much going on in our world today. Why we're battling so much inside of us, and we're battling to the point where we're falling into sin or we're falling away from God. It is because we're trying to play this game where we can be with Christ some of the time and hold His hand, and then we can be with somebody else. Oh, the world and hold their hands some of the time let me tell you something god doesn't want you first thing god doesn't want you to straddle between faith and unbelief god doesn't want you to straddle. he doesn't want you up on a fence trying to figure out whether you're gonna believe he's gonna come through for you or not come through for you you know what james says james says that that person when that person with that wavering mind need not believe they're gonna get anything from god If if half the time you're sitting there going, man, I I wonder, I I don't know. I don't know if God can do this or, or anything. I don't even know if I really want it. That wavering person, I'm going to tell you something, they need not believe they're going to get anything from God. The faith that we put in God. He says, I don't want you saying, oh, I'm going to put my faith in the world half the time and in God half the time. He said, I don't want you. I don't want you. I want you to say whatever happens in this, God, you've got control god you got this i don't know what it's going to look like i don't know how it's going to turn out but i know you got in control i have complete faith in that oh but we'll bounce back and forth from place to place trying to figure it out and we'll try to we'll try to hit that that fence and we'll try to walk that fence and god says no 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 put your complete trust in me you probably heard the story some nephews tried to get their old uncle That that is old uncle to get in an airplane he wouldn't get an airplane he wouldn't get an airplane for anything. He said, I, I, don't, I don't trust them. I, I just don't trust them. Finally, they were able to get him in a little small airplane that they were going to fly around an airport, kind of like Thomaston's. And they got him in that thing and they flew around they did some, they did some maneuvers in it, did their thing. You know, they just went about their business and all. And and and, and everything. They got down and they said, uh, they said, Uncle Robbie said, how, how did you like that? He said, Oh, oh, it was fine. But I want y'all to know I didn't put all my weight down. See, here's a Here's the thing, though, folks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know how many times I've asked God for something, and literally inside I didn't put all my weight down. That's say, God, can you do this? Can you do this miracle? Oh, the Bible says you can. I start quoting scriptures. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can endure all things through Christ who strengthens me. I start quoting all that, but then somehow I don't put all my weight down on it. I'm like, well, just in case, I need this escape hatch. I need this over here. I I need this escape hatch. And he, and here's the thing. I, I you know my oldest son's a pharmacist, but I got laughing at him the other day because I talk about this a lot in here too. But here's the thing. I go to doctors sometimes, and I can't even pronounce their name. It's funny to listen to some of y'all. Yes, he said, "Doctor, so And I'm like, "What? No, you need to go to for no, no, no." And I'm like, "Doctor who for no, no, no." Here's the thing. You go to a doctor, you can't even pronounce their name. He'll give you a prescription you can't read. You can't read. You don't know what it says. It can can say, throw him in a lake. And you're like, here, I got to have this. Hey, look, look, look. It gives you. Okay, so the doctor, you can't even pronounce the name. He gives you a prescription you can't read. You go to a pharmacist you don't even know. They hand you a pill bottle you've never seen before. Color of pills you've never seen before. And you go home and you swallow them. But God in his word says something and we go, I don't know if I can quite put all my weight down. I don't know if I can put on my, I got no problem with medicines. I think you ought to go to the doctor when you need to go to the doctor. Praise God for doctors. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. The things we trust, we just trust it. We walk right in it. This is going to help me. This is going to heal me. This is going to be fine. When we get to the word of God and he says, I can heal your marriage. I can heal your life. I can heal your body. I can do all of those things. I'm telling you, we get this balancing act. I mean, look, look, we can start with just the chairs. But so many people, I don't know if these will slide out from under me. And Amy's already told me she's not coming to the hospital with me. But, but listen, listen, listen. So many times we're trying to say, oh, listen, God, I'm going to be on this side and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust everything you tell me. But instead of putting my full weight down, I'm like, well, this is over here, I'm just going to, I'm just going to believe like this. I'm just going, oh, Lord, can you save my marriage? Can you save this relationship? Can you say, can you heal this body? Can you heal this nation? Can you send revival? And God says, unless you decide on one side or the other, you need not even try to pray to me. That's what James said. I'm not saying it. That's what he said. You need not believe you'll get anything from God if you're sitting around the whole time trying to figure out whether or not he'll do it for you. Now listen, he can say no to your prayer. There's no doubt about it. But I can promise you this. If you have full trust in him, when he says no, that's the answer you should have got. We Sitting there said, listen, I don't, I don't want to put this uh, I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm going to have to trust this or I'm going to have to go this direction or that direction. Let me tell you what else God says. He said, he doesn't, want, he doesn't want straddling between fight and flight. Now, see, here's the thing. I've seen some people in UFC, and, and Knox is back here, and he had his boys over again, and we were watching some of those fights and stuff. And I'm going to tell you, if you go into a fight like that, and you're apprehensive, now, most of them aren't. Don't get me wrong, but, but, but you go into a fight apprehensive, you're going to lose automatically. Because the person who's after you, let me tell you, the devil's not, he's not apprehensive. He wants this fight. The problem is when you start telling him big brother's going to fight for you instead, that's when he backs off. But so many people get it, am I going to be in this fight or am I not going to be in this fight? We look at this story with Israel right now. Netanyahu looks looks at those folks and he says to Hamas, he says this. He says, you'll either stop shooting rockets into Israel or we're about to take land we're going to go in here and every bit of land we get, we're going to hold on to Hamas. We're going to, listen, we don't have to take a dime. We don't have to take one inch of it. We don't have to just stop shooting us. We don't have to take an inch. But I promise you, as soon as we launch in this endeavor, we're going to take land and we're going to keep it. You know what Christian's problem is? The devil takes land from us. And then we don't fight to get it back. We don't fight to get it back. Israel, the perfect example of saying, hey, no, 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 you're not going to just fire in us. We'll come in and we'll take land back. Oh, that we go back into, into, into the area where the devil took our stuff, and we'll go in there and we'll say, just like it did with David and his folks, and say, I'm going back to get what's mine. This family he's trying to take away, I'm going back in, and I'm going to get it back. This, this, this financial situation I'm in, I'm going back, and I'm going to take what's, what God has given me. This physical shape I'm in, praise God. I'm going to keep praying and praying and praying and praying. I'm going to make sure that I'm on my face before God and that I keep fighting. But too many people, too many people get there and they said, listen, I don't know about this fight. I don't know if I can keep going on. I don't know if I can make it. I think I'm going to stay over here where it's a whole lot easier. Well, let me tell you, over here is suffering. And over here is pain. And over here, you don't feel like you got anybody on your side. And God says, why would you do that? Or why would you, why would you try to get in between the middle? Why would you be in the middle and not put your full trust in me he says why not step over and let me fight for you because when our big brother fights for you and when daddy fights for you he can take that battle and he can win that battle he says i don't want you straddling between the fight and and listen i I know fights can be fights can be rough and all and arguments can be rough and all and you get some of the craziest fights in marriage (laughs) i mean honestly and some of the stuff you shouldn't be arguing about why are we arguing about this don't talk to each other for three days over something. Let me tell you something. One of the, uh, one man, he was arguing with his wife. He really wanted a boat. It wasn't Chet, but it was a, it was a man arguing over, over really wanting a boat. And he was like, he's like, I want to get one of those nice boats. She says, and she was frugal. She said, no, 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 you can't get the boat. Can't get the boat. We don't have the money. Don't get the boat. He said, oh, I really want it. Come on, girl. I got to get this. I tell you what, I'm going out to buy it, but I'll make a deal with you. You can name it. So he buys the boat and he has it in his shop. They're checking everything over. They're going to paint the name on it. They call the wife and sure enough, he goes and gets the boat and he he takes it and it's got the peel sticker on it and everything. So he just peel that thing off and it'd be nice, but he puts it in the water and he, he takes, he takes it off there. His wife had named it for sale. Amen. (laughs) Amen. That's all right right there. That's a rough marriage. (laughs) Might be some, might be some hiccups, but listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, but what about, what about this? What about this? What about when you don't know if you're going to make it? What about when you don't know if your business is going to make it? What about if you don't know you're, you're even going to live to the next day? What if you don't know if, if your marriage is going to survive? What if you don't know this things? What if you know that? And the devil comes in and he just says, boo! And all of a sudden you're running from side to side. Joshua and Elijah, they sat there before those people and they said, Look, you have a decision to make today. It can't be a piece of you here and a piece of you here because you're not getting anywhere. You're not going to get anything accomplished. You're not getting any battle won. You're not getting any of that because a piece of you is over here living in the world and a piece of you is over here with God you can't get anything done like that but we keep Elijah says this why do you keep jumping from opinion to opinion you've got to make a decision today who is God and serve that God you say, well, listen, I don't understand why all these battles are happening inside of me. I don't know why I'm having all of this. I don't. I can tell you exactly why. It's spiritual battle. Baptist is spiritual battle. And God says, you've got to pick who your hero is. You've got to pick who's going to be on your side, who's going to help you through this. But Joshua said, as for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord. That's where I'm going to stand on this thing. And I know you have to give up stuff. I know you have to be pruned. I know you have to do all those things. I know you have to stop watching some of the stuff you used to watch. I know you have to stop listening to some of the songs you used to listen to. Here's another thing. No straddling between no straddling between clean and dirty. No straddling between clean and dirty. It's funny that Knox, Knox is back here. He moves around every Sunday so that I can't point him out. <laughs> he got a shiny head like mine though, so I'll find him. You know what I'm saying? But, but Knox, and, Knox and Amy had this little thing going on where Amy would say, would you bring your clothes down? And he's 20, you know. I need you to bring your clothes down every day. I can't get Saturday and have 50 loads of clothes. You've got to bring me clothes down every day. So y'all know those stimulus checks came out. <laughs> and Amy texted him. I, I love my wife. <laughs> Amy texted him and she, and, and she said, uh, Tell you what, we got your stimmy ten dollars a day for every time you don't bring down your clothes hey she she'll pull a trigger in a hurry he had paid about 20 bucks and then all of a sudden they started showing up amen <laughs> hey, they started showing up. he yeah, clothes down there. Man, he put the clothes down here. and bring them down. And between, between uh, Amy and Gabby, trying to get on them about bringing the clothes. You need to bring your clothes. Obey your parents, all that kind of stuff. He's bringing them down. But listen to me about this. Listen to me about this. So many Christians have decided they can get their clothes dirty on Monday and get them washed. And on Tuesday and get them washed. And on Wednesday. Now, listen to me. Listen to me carefully because I want to make clear what I'm trying to say. Can Jesus forgive you? He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. If you confess those sins, absolutely. But what he's going to want to know, if you're real or not. A bunch of t- cry baby tears at the altar, falling on the altar doesn't mean you're real. That just means you're in some trouble and you need out of trouble. What God needs is a, is a spirit that says, I want to be forgiven. I want it clean. I want it gone. I want it gone. And when you do that, When you do that, he says, oh, I'm willing to come in here. I'm willing to clean you up. Well, you say, oh, listen, I'm going to go in on Monday, and I'm going to do whatever I want to, and I'm just going to throw them in the washing machine, and daddy's going to take care of washing them. And then the next day, I've already got plans to do whatever I want to do, and I'm going to go ahead and do it. Let me promise what will happen inside of the believer who tries to do that. He'll begin to discipline you and crush you and tear you down. The sin we found out. You won't know which way to turn. You won't know which way to go. He says, today, you got to decide which way you're going to go. You got to decide which way you're going to go in the midst of all this to clean you up. Folks, here's the thing. We all have a balance we're trying to get. We're all trying to, listen, I, I work around a lot of this is what you said. i was about to say I work around a lot of shady characters, but then you would think I was saying that. <laughs> I do work around a lot of shady characters. But listen to me carefully. When I was in construction, I used to, I used to work around some of the filthiest mouths. And you try your best, it's just like, man, what in the world? And you come across, you get man, you'd be working on a building, you you go into the port-a-johns, they were just all kinds of filthy things written in it. And then you go outside and you listen to all these guys and they're their yuck mouth and all that kind of stuff. and You're just like, man, what in the world this is awful? And before long, it's like, okay, you hear them doing it, man, you're just trying to get through it. You're just trying to get through it. You're just like, man, if I can just get through this day, if I don't have to listen to this anymore, oh but let me let me tell you something. Some of us though will will say, you know what, in order to fit into this, listen, Ryan, this is the world I live in. This is the world I live in. So I gotta talk. If I'm working around a lot of gangsters, I gotta talk like gangsters. If I'm working around this, I gotta talk like this. If I'm working around this, I gotta be like this. If I'm working, listen, I I work around a lot of these gals that are talking and gossiping. So I gotta do this or I gotta cuss like they do. No, friends, let me tell you something. Just like Joshua, just like Elijah said, God's sitting there saying, whose team are you on? You say, well, listen, I'm going to balance this. I'm going to, I'm going to balance in the middle of this. I'm telling you, it's the life we live. Or oh, we get on our apps, and we go to looking at those apps, and we go to looking at that stuff we ought not look at. And we go to saying, oh, I'll do this, and I will do, oh, I can do this, and I can do this. And then on Sunday, I'm going to come in and throw my clothes in the washing machine. I'll be good for money, and I can get them all soiled and dirty all the way through as much as I can. I'm going to do that. Let me tell you a little story, and then we'll move on to the next point. There's a missionary. and He tells this story. He said he went to a place where their water was as filthy as it could be. He went overseas and their water was just as filthy as it could be. These people would, these people would literally put their cups in and you couldn't see through the water. And because, they're, because of all the disease and stuff already inside of them, they could drink this stuff and be sustained by it. But it was awful. It was awful. Water it was terrible. The water was terrible. One of them, that missionary pulled off his canteen. Says, I want you to try this. And one of the ladies there, she turned up the canteen. And she began to drink. Now, listen. This is just water. This is just. This is just water. She drinks this, and she says, in her own language, she says, "I never thought I could taste something so sweet. I never thought." You say, "Well, listen, Jesus. If I follow Jesus, and I'll do it's going to be such a dull life. I, 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 I don't know. It's the excitement's out here. Let me tell you something, friends. You haven't experienced the Jesus I've experienced." Let me, tell you some, let me tell you something, folks. I know what I was, and I know what I am. Hey, Sammy Blunt and I got to dancing this morning, didn't we, buddy? You want to dance right now? You want to show them what we were doing? We can show them what we were doing. Hey, look here. I had a song on. It was, it was a spiritual war. It was going. It was getting. And Sammy and I got to moving. And Our bald heads got to bouncing, and we were just having a good time. I said, that's what, and I, and I tell people. Let, let me tell you this story. This is a rabbit chaser. I'm going to chase a rabbit. Okay, here, let me tell you a story. Okay, here we go. All right. I called a guy. He was interested in our position for young people, for young adults. I called him. First thing I like to tell him, Rodney, is this. This ain't your typical Baptist church. Look, I just, I tell him from the get-go. Ryan. and and Amy says this. I told him in Sunday school. Amy says this, Ryan, you're going to scare them off before they even give you an answer? I said, we're not a regular church. They're not going to care about how many degrees you got, more degrees than the thermometer. And they're not going to care about that. They're going to care about whether you preach the word, whether you love the young people, whether you can raise them up to know Jesus and love Jesus. I said there's liable to be one of them run off and dance. There's liable to be with 10 of them stand up and shout glory. There's liable to be this and that. I said, listen, man, don't come unless you know what this stuff's all about now because we ain't going to be standing like, some of you are going to be standing like statues, but we ain't going to be standing like statues. We're going to praise the Lord because we know what he did for us. I've never had more fun in my life than I do since I knew Jesus Christ. I can promise you that. You can have all that other garbage. You can have all that other garbage. No straddling between clean and dirty, praise God. No straddling between that, I promise you. Here's the thing. No straddling between lukewarm and on fire. No straddling between lukewarm and, and on fire. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. We went, to, we went to a football game the other night for a scrimmage. And uh, we, went to, we went to the game. It was a UL game. And they, they did really good. And there's a lot of stuff they got to work on, a lot of stuff Howard's got to work on, all those things. But it was a good game. But, but I'm going to tell you something, man. If you want to see me go crazy, a regular football game, let me tell you something. You, you get my team to school. If G- the University of Georgia can get a leather football across a painted line that wide, I will go nuts. I'll run around. You think I'm crazy? Here I get crazy. One day, literally, now this is when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. I ran, I opened the door and ran down the street. I don't know why. I just I was so excited. I ran down the street. But let me tell you something, folks. There's a difference. Look, but God says there is no in between. There is no in-between, folks. Here, here's the thing. We'll do both of these, we'll do both of these at the same time. No straddling between God and the world. No straddling between the lukewarm and old fire. You can't do it. We scream and we holler, but you know what we want? Oh, listen, this is what we want from God. We want five dollars of God. You know what I can remember, Bobby? Bobby, I can remember, I'd go to the gas station and I'd have three dollars. Maybe I might have 285 and it was all nickels. Amen? Y'all haven't been there. I've been there. All right, here's, here's, here's the thing I have all nickels. I go to the gas station, and I'd say, I need $2.85 worth of gas. It'd be embarrassing, but I'd put it out there. You know, I need $2.85 worth of gas. And it'd get me to my house, and that was it. I'd be to- here's the thing, though. How many Christians say, you know what, I want $2.85 worth of God? And they got all the spiritual money in the world. They could have all of God they want. Draw nine to me and I'll draw nine to you is what God says. You can have all of God you want, but we walk around and say, I'd like to have $5 worth of God. God, could you send down $5 worth? I just take that today. I don't want too much. I don't want to go around people calling me a holy roller. I don't want people calling me a Bible thumper. I don't want them calling me those kind of things. I just need $5 worth, just enough to get through the day without saying things I ought not say. I just want $5 worth of God. You know what God says? Listen to me, folks. Listen to me carefully. Listen. Here's the thing. When I start, when I start getting, listen, let me tell you something about being up here. Now, Amy's already said that she loves me. Whoa! Listen to me carefully. The hottest, listen to me, the hottest place in hell is in the middle. See, the ones in the middle, they say, Oh, listen, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna walk my thing. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk with the Lord. For this time I'm gonna walk with him on Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm gonna walk with him on, I'm gonna walk with him maybe on Thursdays for about two hours. I'm gonna do all this. Listen, listen, listen. God says this. God says, wait a second, wait a second. You're not safe like this. Let me tell y'all a story. I was three scaffolds high one time. This same setup, braces on each side. Jim Eller's about to have a cow because this is not OSHA approved. Amen? (laughs) Listen to me carefully. So we were three scaffolds high. And the thing is, back then, you couldn't do it. You had to board it all the way out, okay? But we only had two boards in here. We were building a chimney. I was a laborer. I was probably 19 or 20. And I was a laborer, and I was pulling those things up. I was learning to be a brick mason. I was pulling buckets of mud up through the middle. And I'd hand it up to the next guy. And I'd pull it through the middle, I'd hand it up to the next guy. And we'd, listen, listen. So one day, I don't know if you remember this, same. You may even remember, I don't, I don't know if you do it or not. Mike Weldon, my hero, he was on the top, he was laying the brick. I handed him that, and I turned and I stepped through the middle. Three scaffolds high. Now, if I had fallen straight through to the ground, I would hit concrete. But I hit everything on the way down. Ba 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 pa. Hit the ground. And I was messed up. I got up, man. They were running down, worried about me. That's what's wrong with my brain today, amen? (laughs) But, folks, let me tell you something about that middle. Like, oh, that's where I want to walk, I want my share of the world. I, wanna, I want my taste of the world. I'm going to walk like this. On Sundays, they're going to see Jesus. And on Mondays and Tuesdays, oh, listen, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. On Saturdays, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to come in on Saturday. I'm going to get on the altar. I can just go before God. And God says, you've got to make up your mind. You've got to decide whether you're going to follow me or whether you're going to follow the world. Which one are you going to do? Because, friends, I'm going to tell you, the middle is where you fall straight to hell. You say, friend, I don't know about all that. You say I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I catch all that or if I believe all of that. Well if you're glad I'm down, say amen. amen. Okay. Let me tell you what God says. God says, I can't be in a situation where you're not giving me your all. I can't be in a situation where you just want $5 of me. I can't be in a situation where, where all you want to do is do your thing. You want to choose between me and the God. I'm telling you, you got to choose one or the other. You can't decide, I want to do this one day. There has to be a revolt. Here's what James 4 and 4 says. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God. That means you are at war with God. If you choose the world, you say, all right, I hear this all the time. Y'all preach and y'all preach and y'all preach. I'm trying to save your life. Get out of the street. The Lord today wants to know who's going to decide. Who's Who's going to be the one that won't be silent anymore? Who's the one that says I'm going to follow him no matter what? Who's going to be like, who's going to be like Elijah and pick his side? Who's going to be like Joshua and pick his side? Bringing your son to the Lord. Bringing, bringing your, bringing your pain to the Lord. Bringing that stronghold to the Lord. Bringing your marriage to the Lord. Bringing your, all of the pain and all the sickness and all those things to the Lord. Who will bring them to him? Who in the midst of all this will say, as for me and my house, we will serve. The Lord. The choice is yours. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Friends, what you've got to decide today, you say, Ryan, I kind of like the life I'm living. Well, friends, if you're straddling the fence on faith, if you're straddling the fence on holiness, if you're straddling the fence on any of these things, friends, I can promise you this there's a hole right in the middle. There's a hole right in the middle. That fence is nothing but a trap. That fence you're walking is nothing but a trap. You know somebody who's on the fence. You know somebody who's living for the world most of the time and trying to play Jesus some of the time. You know you've been believing a little bit when you should have been believing fully. You know you should have been walking fully in his arms, but instead you said, I want to walk in the arms of another. Friend, today you have the opportunity to bring that to Jesus. You say, Ryan, if I, if I come down there, does that mean everybody's going to be staring at me? Every one of us ought to be down here. I'll be at this altar too, and i pray prayed plenty of times, God, help me to choose a side. Help me to choose a side. Help me to choose between God and the world. Friend, maybe you're in this room right now, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He can forgive you of your sins today and save your soul. Ryan, what do you mean by save my soul? I mean you'll be with Him forever one day in heaven. I mean you'll be right with Him, and He'll be working with you. He'll be working with you. He'll be working on you and through you. Say, Ryan, I want to make it right with Jesus. And friend, pray this prayer, meaning with all your heart. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. And Lord Jesus, I want to be forgiven for my sin, God. I I want to be forgiven for my sin. And I I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. And I believe you died on the cross and paid the price for my sin. And I don't deserve it. But I just ask you, Lord, to save me and help me to be more like you. Help me to live like you. Help me to choose you. Lord God, save my soul. I believe you're alive today, Jesus. Save me. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.